You're listening to the Her Business Beat podcast, where real women share how purpose drives profits and how life harmony can exist with your hustle. I'm Geneva Moresma, the founder of Hearts and Heels, a networking group for women where we work together for flourishing businesses and come together through enriching education and joyful relationships. Whether you're a part-time business owner or a fast-scaling entrepreneur who is also a conscientious leader, you can create soul-led success by fueling your greatest ambitions with pure heart. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of cab, pop in your AirPods, and get ready to check your purpose pulse to create work that matters and the success you desire. On today's episode of Her Business Beat, I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Courtney Trafflin, and she is better known as your Canva bestie on TikTok. She has the Canva Creator Corner, and I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit more, but we're going to talk today about all things pivoting and exploring digital product sales. So this girl has been knocking it out of the park with five-figure digital sales months, and she started with no digital sales experience. So we're going to let her teach us a little bit of what she's learned on her journey from teacher to crafter to now digital creator and get inspired by that. So Courtney, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here today. So yeah, yeah like Geneva said, um, I'm a former educator. I did about 10 years in the public school system before I had my son and decided that he needed more of my attention than I could give to him when I was also giving attention to the school, <laughs> the school district. And so I stepped away and I built a customization business from home. And about a year ago, I realized that that business in the capacity that it was at was no longer serving me and my goals in life. And so I took a plunge, a really, really scary plunge and decided to pivot and it has paid off in the best way possible. So yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's go back to teaching days, you know, because I think that it's always so interesting to me that I know many teachers who are very, very happy and content in their their day jobs. Some of them do things on the side for extra income or just because they have that bit of an entrepreneurial bug inside of them. And then there's others that are dreaming of their way out. And <laughs> so it's really hard because our schools need great teachers, but everyone should feel the right to pursue their own happiness and their joy. So when you started dreaming of your way out, because for you, like you said, you, you were craving more time, you wanted to be home with your son more, how did you decide to land in your first pivot space, which was in the crafting space? What, what took you there? Yeah. So funny story is actually, my husband bought me a cricket for our wedding gift in 2018. And so I had actually started to utilize crafting like as a side hustle. Like you said, a lot of teachers have a side hustle because it is no secret that teachers are grossly underpaid. (laughs) And so I had started crafting on the side just to like supplement our income. And so when I started to think about stepping away from the classroom, I was like, well, I have this started. Potentially I could put my heart and soul into this and really turn it into something that would afford me the opportunity to stay home with Griffin. And that was my plan. And that's what I was going to do. And so um, I stepped away from the classroom. I was actually an instructional coach at the time teaching other adults. And I decided that I was going to just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Just like Nike taught us, right? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Stop thinking so much. So you just, you just did it. You just went for it. Yeah. Yeah. And had you connections and just trying to figure out a way to turn what was a side hustle 
into a full hustle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. So had you been like a big crafter prior to that? I mean, your, your husband buying you a gift like that, you probably had some, some crafty skills. Yeah. I mean, I've always been like decently artistic and I was a theater kid in high school. So like, you know, I've always been a little bit, yeah, I've been a little bit artsy and stuff. Never really like drawing. Like I can't even draw a stick figure. It's really pathetic. Um, A lot of tracing when I was a kindergarten teacher, but Mm -hmm. I just like, I was like, I can bring these things to life with some inspiration. You know, I started targeting like local people who are looking for like birthday party shirts or family, you know, vacation shirts or things like that. And just started to put my name out there as much as I could. Unfortunately, what that came with was taking every single project under the sun to just try to make this work, which I think is what kind of started the beginning of the end from the very start almost. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say something though. I just thought of two things as you were talking, you know, number one is that even though you're not in the same place right now, like, and we'll talk about Courtney's second pivot in a moment. Would you say though, that that first space that you landed in post teaching years had a place in your journey to get you where you are now? Oh, there's so much about it that I think back on like my business now, like Geneva said, we'll talk about it in a minute. But if I hadn't have had that experience first, I wouldn't have had a lot of the pieces that have brought me the success in my current venture for sure. And it's a lot of different things. One that comes to mind immediately is networking. You know, as a teacher, you show up, you teach all day, you leave. If you're friends with your coworkers, great. I was very fortunate that I found some of my best friends in teaching. But for some teachers, they show up, do their job and, and get out of there. And you don't really, there's no real need to, cultivate that. But, you know, once I stepped in on my own, I was like, how are people going to find me? This is crazy. And so being like getting out of my comfort zone and networking was huge because being out of my comfort zone has been my entire experience in the second pivot. So I definitely am so grateful and I am still crafting partially, but you know, that experience shaped my ability to be able to do what I'm doing now. hundred percent. Yeah. No, thanks for sharing that because I think so many times we're we're looking to get to the next place and there probably is a next place for most all of us. But I think sometimes just appreciating where you are on the journey or giving credit to the parts of our journey that maybe it's not where we wanted to stay, but it had a place in the story that we're writing and it has a place in teaching us the skills that we need. And so when I see sometimes women trying to jump to, you know, maybe they're, they're like doing something part-time and then they're like flogging themselves because they somehow haven't made their six figures yet. And it's like, well, you know what, let's make a solid five first. Let's, let's, let's learn how to do things. And much like a child, you don't, you're not like born out of the womb. And then all of a sudden you're running. There's stages to getting to a place where you can run as a human. You've got to first sit and you got to crawl and you've got to creep and then you Mm -hmm. walk. And Mm -hmm. so that there are stages, I think also in business development, some people get to pass through those a little quicker than others. But I I really want to encourage you if you're listening and you're feeling a little bit stuck is yes, have your eye on the next thing, but also give credit to the space that you're in right now and the lessons that you've learned from it. Because, you know, getting into something bigger, it does require also just more responsibility and also just more business know-how to make it successful. And so the second thing, though, I thought of when you were sharing is that I know you from both sides now of your businesses, but as a crafter, I've ordered shirts and, you know, different things from Uh you is 
I will say like, you're somebody who has always worked with excellence. Oh, thank you. Well, you, you deserve it. But I think that whatever, wherever we're at, like, that's so important is that, you know, we're not just half-assing something. We should put our, put our whole ass into it. I was going to say, don't half-ass, whole ass, whole Whole ass ass people. right? (laughs) Right. Put it all in there. But I think, yeah, you, you've done that job with excellence. And so I had no doubts when you were making your pivot that you would do the next thing. So I think that's so critical too, is whatever you're doing at whatever stage you're doing is serve with excellence. Yeah. And you have to come from that place of service, no matter what you're doing. And I think when we do put our whole, our whole ass into something and we try, like you get more lessons out of that part of your journey too, rather than like giving it a little bit, like giving crafting my all for the last, I started in 2018 as a very side hustle, but for the last, you know, three years, really doing it full time, literally around the clock some days, like there's been a lot of lessons in, you know, endurance and, you know, trusting myself and customer service. There are just so many aspects to that business that, even if I end up closing it down forever, which I don't see myself doing, right? it has served me for the next movement. Absolutely. I feel much the same way. I have pivoted a couple times in my career. And when I took like the hard pivot from, from therapist, which I do also a little bit, we were talking about it before the call, into full-time copywriting, the community of trust that I built in career one and entrepreneurship venture one was who those were the people who were my cheerleaders in venture two. Had I not served my community well, though, I wouldn't be able to call upon them for their support in venture two. I honestly, I wouldn't have earned it. And, you know, so I do think just as you were stating, you know, it's just like you have to come into whatever work you're doing as an act of service and just do it well and own when you don't and try to make things right. Yep. And then you'll build the reputation in the community. So when you make the pivot, the next thing you want to do, you've got people behind you because they already trust you. You don't have to earn their trust again. And they're all behind whatever you're going to do next. So curious, though, when you decided to go into the digital world, going from the crafting space into the digital space, were you already very digitally savvy on TikTok? Oh, no. So when I started my TikTok, I actually celebrated seven months yesterday since the day I posted that very first TikTok. That was my first TikTok I had ever posted in my life. TikTok has always been a platform that I've watched for a giggle. You know, like I have my play account that I send like funny TikToks to my sister and my best friend and we laugh over them, but I had never utilized the platform for myself. And I'm not even sure, like I can't give a definite answer of why I chose that platform. I just felt like that was the right one to start. Like it was just like a gut instinct. And it's because it's where I had seen the most content about other people doing what I wanted to do. So I had seen people posting, they were making money online. They were making digital products. And I had said to my husband for years, Zach, I want to add a digital side to my business. I want more time for you. I want to be able to, we love to travel. I want to travel. If I'm standing at my heat press or my glow forge all day, I can't go anywhere. (laughs) I can't go anywhere. And so I saw these people doing this and I was like, that's it. I'm going to do it too. So no, I started with a zero following. I always tell my TikTok followers now that I started with zero followers, zero dollars, and zero idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> okay. So you went from zero to how many followers now? I have 35,000 followers. 35 
thousand. That's incredible. Congratulations. That's so many people. And, and that's very inspiring because I I'll admit, and I even told you this, Courtney and I had breakfast recently that my tech knowledge, I have enough to like get through. I can do a lot of things. I can do more things. I shouldn't even say that, but <laughs> I'm probably representative of many people listening is that that mental block sometimes of I have these ideas, but I don't have this piece. I don't understand it. So then we stop the idea and it's tracks right. because we don't know something. So what did you do to kind of overcome that block when you were like, okay, I know TikTok intuitively and I love that you just trusted your gut, but it was, it was like, a wise gut feeling because you had been watching some trends and watching things, but what got you over the hump of like, I know I should use this platform. I've never done this platform, but I, I must get on. How did you figure that out? Yeah. So I think like this kind of ties into what we were talking about just earlier. We didn't even plan this wonderful segue. So go us on the fact that like our four, our four, you're on the fly. I know we're so good. No, our former steps really get us where we are because one, I'm not really afraid of being in front of people, like being a former theater kid. Like I was Mrs. Potts and Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Like, hey girl. you know, like I'm not like really afraid to be in front of people. So like that part of it is a big block for a lot of people, like just getting on yeah. camera. So that, but then I use, utilize my teacher knowledge in finding a knowledge gap in the space. And that's how I landed on Canva, like teaching about Canva because as I had been scrolling and kind of market researching myself, I noticed a lot of creators saying, you know, to get in this space, you just make a product in Canva and sell it on social media. Just make a product in Canva, put it on social media. You just make one in Canva and sell it. And I was like, cool, great advice. What if you've never opened Canva before? <laughs> because yeah. if you've never opened Canva, it's actually not that easy and it's quite overwhelming. Yeah. So kind of like I found that knowledge gap and I was like, I'm going to teach about Canva and then honestly, like when it comes to content, I keep it pretty simple. There are some content creators there out there that are like kicking major ass. I keep it pretty simple. Like I yeah. give the information in a fashion that will catch their attention. And I have really operated from the keep it simple <laughs> aspect of content. And I think that's what made me feel confident enough to jump in is from the start. I was like, I'm not overcomplicating this. I'm yeah. just going to say what I want to say <laughs> in a way that is good for this platform um, yeah. And then I invested in my education to learn more about this platform. Yeah, so important. I'm such a proponent mm -hmm. of that. I have spent thousands of dollars in, mm -hmm. in education, conferences, online courses, and I've never regretted a cent that I've put into it at all. Um, and, yep. and maybe it comes from both of us having backgrounds <laughs> and having education space that we value education. Mm -hmm. But, you know, certainly if you don't have it, don't go racking up credit cards to take courses, right? But start somewhere. Like you can learn. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, there's so much free learning. Like we live in a day and age where there's really no excuse to not be engaged in self-development. And if you're trying to sell yourself mediocre, like you're you're always going to be behind the eight ball and you, you're going right. to really struggle to get ahead. And then when you have a little bit, just invest into yourself. Like education is great, you know, so you were able to figure out the tools that you needed to do something. And like you said, was not overcomplicating it. That's something I know I struggle with sometimes is just making the whole thing way bigger than it needs to be. And really people are paying you for your knowledge, not for like, you know, a bunch of entertainment value. Yes, right, you want to hold right. their attention, but it doesn't have exactly. to be 
complicated sets and complicated yep. graphics and all of that. Like they're wanting knowledge. So if you're yep. delivering high quality information and, and it's digestible, then I think that's well all we need. So what types of products? I know you mentioned a little bit about that space that you found with where it's like, yeah, there's a big gap. If I don't know how to do the thing in Canva, I can't sell anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So is that where your courses revolve around right now is Canva creation or what else have you evolved into? Yeah. So when I first started, you know, I was really putting out a lot of Canva tutorials and really trying to help people that are trying to get into this space get into being able to utilize Canva and utilize their tool set. So I started by, I made a Canva training myself. I recorded it within Canva and I listed that in my store. And then I have a Canva ebook in my store. And what I noticed is I was serving the same audience kind of again and again. And so I kind of realized that my audience that I'm serving on TikTok, at least, are those people who want to break into digital products, digital marketing, some kind of online business. But Either they don't know how, they don't know how to use Canva, or they just really don't know where to start. And so my entire product suite serves, I actually call her Brittany when I'm talking about my target audience. I call her Brittany or Brittany because I don't just serve women, but that's who I call and that's who I serve. And so I have everything from like a digital product checklist, like a cheap $5 checklist, like here's how to create your first digital product, all the way up to two digital marketing courses that cover topics from all the social media platforms to business automation, to email marketing, to blogging, to Canva, to you know a bunch of other topics that can help you. Because while I tell my clients, yes, YouTube University is great. And for some people that works, other people want that streamlined education where it's broken down into yeah. modules and here's how to set it up. That's how I started. So I started in July of last year with no idea what I was doing. For two months, my product sat and collected cobwebs. And I talked to pretty much myself on TikTok. It was just me and the tickety hanging out. And my following was very low. (laughs) And then at the end of August, I took my first course. And I binged that course in two days because I was just taking taking it all in. And I had my first $5,000 month in September after taking that course. And I was like, holy moly, when you get the education incredibly what and you apply that? it like huh. and so what what I tell my people too is like you don't have to do everything at once like I mentioned earlier I keep it very simple I was the same when I went through the course I went through the entire course I implemented very little of the course right. I implemented the part of TikTok I implemented the part on driving traffic to my offer setting up my stand store those type of thing I did the email templates got my email set up And that's it. I didn't watch the module on Instagram. I didn't watch the module on Pinterest. I didn't watch the module on these other things because I wasn't in a place to apply those to my business yet. I needed to do, yeah, I needed to do the part that I had to get TikTok under my belt before I could bring in anything else. And maybe I left money on the table. Yes. But your business has to work for you. It has to serve you because otherwise you're going to quit. You're going to quit. And so I think, I think it's, it was very wise and probably took a lot of self-discipline to not yeah. jump into all the other channels and try to master all of that at once because I think that's where we run into total overwhelm and overload of great. I, I think that's when we start questioning our gut. Your gut told you TikTok. Mm-hmm. But then if you start exploring all the other things, then it's like it clouds vision. Okay, well, then mm-hmm. should I be spreading myself across all these channels? How do I do that? And that's that's a quick way to burn out a good idea. Really? I've always told people starting business is just like 
Keep it simple. Start simple. Master mm-hmm. one thing and then add another another platform, another offering, another service when you're trying to start out and you're just like spreading seed everywhere. It's really hard mm-hmm. to water all the ground. Like it's hard it to is. cover all of it versus mm-hmm. if I have my little my little patch garden in my backyard and like that's right. all I'm I'm cultivating. Flourishing. Yeah, let that flourish and then once I've mastered that, grow it. And then, you know, you tend to set yourself up for better success. So I love that you went two days and then you had like this little drought period and then it was like, all right, 5K, here we are. Yeah. So it was just shy of of two months. It was just shy of two months. It was July July and August. And it was the end of August where I looked at myself and I was like, self, (laughs) self, what are we doing here? Like, are we doing this for real? Because a new business is going to take an investment of some sort. Whether it's yeah. time or money or both, it's going to take an investment. <laughs> and it just happened to be like the course that I took, obviously I didn't create, I took it and it came out right as I had that epiphany. And I had been following the creator who made this course and she had massive success in digital products. Like I'm talking 1 million in seven months success. Yeah. And I was like, I want to learn from her. And so I bought the course the day it came out and I binged it. And I just like took the information and ran with it. I adjusted things on my TikTok. I adjusted my content. Yeah. Because, you know, you're afraid of being salesy, but like you have to talk about your, you have to talk about your products. I mean, Old Navy emailed me like five times this morning. I'm like, I don't wear athleisure. What are you doing? Like so many times a day. And we all have like, to they sell. Have no problem. Yeah. Exactly. They got, exactly. They got no problem business. sending you five emails a day. Exactly. And you have to come from a place of service. So putting out yeah. the value. And that's why I do the Canva tips. I talk about getting into digital marketing, setting up your stand store, whatever these things are that are going to help people get in the space because then they say, wow, Courtney's really knowledgeable in these things. I'm going to go see what's in her store. Or they're going to say, I'm going to buy from Courtney because I know, like, and trust her. And I tell my people all the time, my free step formula for success in this space. First of all, I always tell them, I can't guarantee results. The only result I can guarantee is failure if you quit. (laughs) That's it. I said, otherwise, my three step formula for success is mindset, education, and consistency. And yes, it is in that order. Mindset, yeah. education, and consistency, especially in social media. And that's what has worked for me. I love that. That's like gold. If no one gets anything else off of this <laughs> podcast, like those three things, and totally agree with you in the order that that has to come in, you have to first mm-hmm. know that you're capable. And I think self-doubt creeps in so many times when we're trying, when we we get a vision, we have like this moment of excitement when you think of something and then immediately like self-doubt, self-doubt, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't. I tell women all the time too. It's like, I'll ask them, do you, do you believe you're intelligent? Yes. Okay. So then you know you're intelligent. So you're intelligent enough to figure it out. So mm-hmm. then you find the education, like then you go get right. the tools you need or the people you need, you know, if it's, mm-hmm. you need help developing something, then there's people that do that. Like you don't have to do all parts of something either. Um, but you have to believe in what you're, what you're doing, but first you have to believe in yourself, like that you're just capable. You have to think that you can do it. Think and know, I say you have to believe in your heart that you can do this. You can, and well, there's no plan B. This is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the consistency, oh my gosh, that's a whole Girl, we could we could have a whole that's podcast. a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Consistency. I think I'm gonna yeah. I, I got we got to talk about that one because what I love about your story is while well, yes, I think relatively quickly you saw the fruits of your labor, but 
you were doing the work before. It was like you had kind of the roadmap in your mind of what you needed to learn, what you needed to dedicate your time to, and you just did the work. Like you showed up for yourself and and you did it over and over and over and over until you until you had something to put online and then you had to keep being consistent even when you said like you were on TikTok talking to yourself. I really was. It was me and Tickety hanging out. Just the two. It was like us. It was like a date. Me and the TikTok by myself. They call it the 200 to 300 view jail because that's like the first group of people that like TikTok send your content to. And then if it doesn't, it doesn't get engaged with it. It goes into the TikTok abyss and it doesn't go out again. And I had a lot of that two to 300 in that first two months. And, you know, I was posting three times a day, every single day showing up just mm, gung-ho talking to me <laughs> and yeah. but it paid off because first of all now I can use all that content again <laughs> now that yeah. I do have people watching there's it. so many people that didn't hear it exactly that's why I say I'm like I talked about this before but nobody was there so I'm gonna use it again You've got like two months of content after you copy paste baby <laughs> just bring it on back yeah I started my first business with two clients like two people And I, oh my gosh, I I think back on those days and I'm like, I don't really know how I did it except that I had, I had it like in front of me, like I knew exactly where I needed to land, you know, which is like what you were saying. It's just like you stay consistent and you see the vision ahead. And for me, like I knew I wanted to open up a therapy clinic. And so with my two little patients, I was seeing them in home and then I was working, oh my gosh, it was crazy days. I was working Saturday and Sunday at a nursing home as a speech therapist because that's what was paying my bills was like mm-hmm. working 12 hours, two weekend days. Gave up all my weekends for seven months. Mm-hmm. And then the other five days a week between my two patients, two mm-hmm. two's not going to pay the bills. I just started getting out in the community, screening kids in preschools, building trust in the community, networking, yep. which is why I'm so passionate about networking now. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I did that for seven months. I I literally worked seven days a week for seven months. And I think the only reason I had the stamina to do that was because I was so energized by the vision ahead of me. By the end goal. That whole mindset space of like, I knew what was meant for me. Like I knew what was mine to get, but I had to do the work. You do. You have to do the work and the work's like the hard part. And that's why people quit. You know, people quit because one, they don't see results fast enough. Yeah. Or two, they don't have the stamina. I know for me, like I was balancing full-time crafting when I was first balancing all this content, learning a new platform, setting up a new business. And it was, it was rough days for a little bit there trying to balance both of those things. And I have a toddler who, you know, three, he was three times. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? This is insane. And it was was going to the bathrooms like a treat, right? Like you like finally vacation. Yeah. Vacay. Unless he comes and knocks on the door, which usually happens or just busts right in. If you forget the lock. So yeah, Yeah. that balance at the beginning, but it was because I was so energized by what that end goal could provide for me and my family. And I had set a goal when I started and, you know, as most people know, as all people know, teachers don't get paid enough. You know, my yeah. take-home pay was like $1,100 bi-weekly for the district, yeah. you know. Yeah. We were not living large. And I had yeah. set a goal when I started in July of last year. I said, in 2024, I'm going to have five-figure months. And let me tell you how Delulu that sounded. The most Delulu goal I've ever set in my life because I was like, are you kidding, Courtney? Like, what are you thinking? But I said it. I had put it out in my videos online where I said, by January, I'm going to make $10,000 a month. By January, I make $10,000 a month. 
And in December, I hit 9,100. 9, and I was like, holy moly, that is so close to 10,000. So you actually put, you put out on your TikTok your... Wow. I do every that's... month. Every month, I tell my followers what I'm doing that month. So it kind of keeps me accountable I, and helps them yeah. say to me, hey, how are you doing on your goals? And if I don't meet them, I tell them. Like My very first goal I did was where I said I was going to make $5,000 in September. Well, it was it was October 1st when I rolled yeah. over that $5,000 mark. So I came on on September 30th and I said... I'm at four thousand nine hundred and twenty whatever dollars. I just made that number up, but it was right around there. Yeah. And I said so. I didn't do it, but then the next day I came on. I was like, you know, if September was thirty-one days. I would have made it. Yeah, because I, I rolled over the next day. But I keep it like super transparent with my. I think that's great though, and- because I think the online space, uh, social media space, is with so full <laughs> of a lot of people lying, saying a lot of inflated things that I'm just going to mm-hmm. speak it just aren't true. They're just, no, they're not they're, true. They're, they're blowing smoke and they're making themselves larger than they are. Oh, and, for sure. And really, I can't stand it when I see it because that's like predatory business. You are... We talked about that at breakfast, yes. that exact word. You are waiting for people. You're just you're just like a shark in the water, and you're just looking for blood and um, just and a it's sale. Just, They're not people. Yeah, it's just exactly like you're looking at people as purely numbers and not mm-hmm. how can I serve them. And mm-hmm. you know, it just it ticks me off because it's, it doesn't yeah, have it's to really be bad. that way. Nope. And we don't have to overinflate ourselves. In fact, the opposite. I think you know by being just who you are and transparent your authenticity is coming through and people are going to follow that. But I also think it's so important to like have correct credibility, you know, like, so, so don't be trying to sell something that you yourself can't do or haven't done yourself. Well, that's a big um, problem in social media, like online space, and especially in like the make money online space. Yeah, Like one of the biggest things you hear video after video, I don't actually know what program it is that promotes this particular advertisement, but they say, I work two hours a day for my phone and make $600 a day or $10,000 a month or whatever the number is. And so I straight up say on my page, if somebody tells you that, run because they're lying. Because there's days where I spend two hours just on one video because I can't get it right or it doesn't you know, look good. And I had somebody say to me, I go live on TikTok a lot because I really like connecting with my followers and it's a great way to gain more followers and talk about my products, not just in a snippet of a video. And I had somebody say to me the other day, "Uh, Courtney, I feel like Canva is not your brand. I feel like transparency is your brand. And that was like the best feedback, like the nicest thing someone could have ever said to me because there is, there's so much BS. And I tell people like, I'll put the screenshots up of my stand store income or I'll tell people like, this is what's going on. Like, this is how my business has been going and here's how I did it. I encourage people like, I will never, ever use the word easy. A lot of people are like, oh, it's so easy. Just start your online business. I will never use the word easy. Is it worth it? Business and easy don't ever go together. No, no, (laughs) it's worth it and it's doable, but it's not easy. But I think social media does that. Yeah, but those people who are selling in the social media and online space that way, what they're doing too, and if you're buying into this, stop. Number one, number two, like what it's doing is it's creating a lot of toxicity where it comes to people understanding that consistency is key. And so, because when they see like, Oh, I do this two days a week, or I only did this for this long and look at me now. And no one sees the true work under the surface because they're not telling it because they want to exactly sell that. a facade. So then people buy the BS and then they're like, Oh, well, 
you know, I don't have to be consistent. I don't have to do this for a long time. And so then they get frustrated and throw their hands up in the air when it's not all just materializing at lightning speed. Um, I think that it's really like the word use are it's predatory. And I say that to my followers, I say that behavior is predatory. I said, because what those people are targeting are the people who are desperate to change their life. They target the stay at home moms who are on one income household. They, they target the people who are in major debt, people who have medical bills, like people who are just desperate to find a way out. And I'm like, listen, it took me two months. I made like you know, a sale here and a sale there. And I happy danced every damn yeah. sale. I said, but it was nothing sustainable for two months. Imagine yeah. doing something for two months with no real return. It seems like a really long time in the moment. Looking back, yeah. it's a blink, but in the moment, two months, you're like, what am I doing? so to yeah. sell this pipe dream to people that they can do this in. And some people do, some people step in shit, you know, they do it. They're yeah. like, boom, here you go. So yeah. how it works for you. Your, your first video blew up and you're like famous, whatever. Yeah. But for most people, it's going to take a grind, just like building a brick and mortar. Yes, yes, absolutely. It it takes a grind, and it takes a plan. Because on the flip, I've seen people stay real consistent with just bad business practices, oh, like, sure. like un- yep. unwilling to change. It's not working. It's never worked. You've been doing the same thing. That's, that's not insanity. consistency. <laughs> that's just that's just that's insanity. That's just, <laughs> insanity and you're not using yeah. your god-given wisdom to to look at the facts presented in front of you and to but pivot. this is a and to pivot yeah. <laughs> pivot please but this is a whole other thing and it's critical and so i love this message and i i love everything you've shared and that you are being transparent and that was wonderful that that person kind of put that out to you was so any good any good business any Good business, number one, requires that we're solving problems for people, and two, that we're somehow disrupting the way that things have always been done. So if you can find that space, just like you found the space to sell, if you can find Mm -hmm. the space to serve and show up for people in ways that they're like, well, that's a different message. Like, no one's ever Mm -hmm. talked to me like this before. Okay, now I've stopped my scroll. Now I'm listening. Now you have my attention. Exactly. You have my attention, and now I now I'm, I might be a customer, but it takes it takes something that's that deep and that radical sometimes, especially in a loud space. You know, I hate to tell you, Courtney, you're not the first girl on TikTok. You know, trying to sell <laughs> something, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But you might be the first girl that's ever spoken to that particular person in such a way that it was it was memorable. I mean, for all the right reasons. So you go, girl. You go, Glenn Coco. Thank you. It's been wild. What a wild. Super. <laughs> so tell us, I know you've got a great freebie on your stand store, which I like, I had to ask her to, I'm like, what is that? So I know there's all these different platforms out. Courtney's chosen stand store. She really loves it, believes in this platform. If people go onto your stand store, number one, how do they get there? And what's the freebie that you have that people can get and download? Yeah. So stand store is, they call it the creator store. It's really made for people who are selling digital, digital goods. I always say Stan's my man on the side. I'm like, sorry, Zach, I have a side piece. His name is Stan. And so um, to access stand store, it's just stand.store and it would be slash uh, Canva creator corner. That's my handle on TikTok. If you want to follow me, it's Canva creator corner. You'll know it's me because it says you're Canva bestie. And that's how I'm known. <laughs> on TikTok. So you would go to stand.store slash Canva Creator Corner, and that's going to take you to my offerings, my whole store. 
I do have a freebie there. It's called five steps to 5k. It's really the first five steps that I took to get this business up off the ground. Um, it's got a bunch of resources in there. It's actually got my original freebie because once I got a little bigger, I updated the freebie to make it better. And so the old freebie is in there and there's some links to some of my favorite resources and, and products as well. So that's in there. And then my whole product suite is in there all the way, like I mentioned, from a $5 digital product checklist, all the way up to the two digital marketing courses that I took to learn how to be successful in this space. They actually come with a resale license, which means once you purchase it, it becomes your product to resell. Should it fit in your product suite? It is not the purpose of the course. It is the perk of the course. The purpose is obviously to take it, dig in, learn everything you can learn, but they are both incredible, incredible courses. So I sell those as well. And then some Canva goodies as well in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, whether you are like just starting out on Canva or you're like, Hey, how can I take this and make something of it? Digital (laughs) education is not going anywhere anytime fast at all. And it's definitely something that I've consumed a lot of. It's interesting that you had like one digital course that was sort of your catalyst so to speak of like starting something. And it it was the same for me as a copywriter. Um, There's a great copywriter, Ashlyn Carter. She puts out like, I I want to be her when I grow up. (laughs) I want to put out the quality of content. And it was something I looked at. I looked at a lot of her courses and I've since bought a lot of them, but they had, Mm -hmm. they had some hefty price tags, but she's one of the best in the business. And I knew like, if I'm going to be the best, I have to learn from the people that are doing knockout work. And So, yeah. So I think that's also the difference between you can go on YouTube and find a lot of stuff, but you have to take a lot of time to comb through the clutter. It's like going to Ross, right? Like got the time, you got the time to go through the rack. It's cheaper, but (laughs) it's cheaper, right? But man, you give up a lot of time versus like find an online mentor, find somebody that you can follow. And then you go, yeah, they're putting out some great stuff. You know what? Like that's beneficial Mm -hmm. to me. And then make the purchase at some point. So Courtney's got great products, like she said, from $5 up, if you're just looking to take some steps in in your digital journey. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. And so connect with her and get that freebie, the five steps to 5k. And I I have a feeling we're going to have you back on here. Like, I don't know, sometime the next year, it's like part two of her pivot. Like what happened next? (laughs) Yeah, but it's super exciting. And congrats (laughs) to all like for all your success. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, audience. So let's get on some digital product stuff. It's still early in 2024. Set those goals. Let's go make some money, right? If she can do it, we can do it. I feel inspired. Thanks, Courtney. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Her Business Beat. I hope you found some sunshine for your business journey or heard something that made your purpose pulse beat faster. Please hit subscribe, write us a review, and share this episode with a friend. Tune back in for new episodes soon.